Samach Gimel Amid Beis, four lines from the bottom at the two dots, it says, Ketzad Yarad. That's back on the Mishnah, which was on Samach Gimel Amid Aleph, when we had asked uh, Ketzad what was the uh, case here, and the Mishnah went on to explain that uh, he went down to do Tevila in a Ma'ara, and they found, uh, or a mace was found afterwards, kind of floating on the uh, on the water right by the entrance of the cave. It wasn't clear if it was there at all or it was like in the cave or out of the cave. That the person would be Tame. Okay. Um, so picking up four lines from the bottom on some Gimel base, the Gemara now notes that uh, even though this uh, floating thing, would, the person would be assumed to be Tame, Tzafa Eina Mitamala in Yinsheretz. If the issue was a uh, floating... Uh, dead, creepy crawly sherets type of thing that, like, if you knew for sure you touched it, you become tame. That wouldn't be the case. Desanya, um, like we see in the following brisa, which goes till the end of the yomud, a uh, word in two lines. Suffolk too much suffa. If you have a case of <clears throat> a sherets and it is, uh, you're not sure whether you touched it or not. Ben Bekalim Ben Bekarko, whether the body of water is um, like in a big kli, a big uh, receptacle, utensil, or even if it's in the ground, you would assume, to hire others, assume that there was no direct contact with the sherets. Rib Shimon, who we boxed, Aymer, he makes a distinction. He says that if the sherets was found in water that was contained in a kli, then Tamea, then the thing that might have possibly touched, the sherets uh, would be considered tame, whereas bekarka, if the body of water where the sherets was floating is in the ground, that the assumption is tahira. That's the end of the brisa. The Gemara now wants to know what's the reasoning behind the Tanakam and Reb Shimon. They would both agree that sherets floating in water that's uh, like a body of water uh, in the ground that we would assume tahira. It's just if it's in a kli. Uh, the Tanakama had said that would also be to her, but Rav Shimon said to me, so let's see where they each get their Makairas from. My time in the Tanakama and on the Tanakama, Amrab Yitzhak Bar Avudimi, Ksiv. We have um, two phrases in the Psukim in Vayikri Aleph, and they seem to indicate uh, different uh, halachas regarding the same thing. It says, Ksiv, on the one hand, in describing two Masherits, it says, Bechol Hashairitz. Hasheretz, Hasheretz, any uh, creepy crawly, and that would sound like, like wherever it is, that would equal, the uh, uh, assumption would be, wherever it is, that's like on the ground, or floating in the water, dead. Um, on the other hand, Uksiv, there's a, another phrase in the Pasuk, there also in Vayikud Aleph, that says, uh, quote two words, Al Haaretz. Uh, and the understanding from that is, on the ground, it sounds like, yeah, dead sherets on the ground, but... Um, apparently not if, say, it's floating in the water. So Ha-Kate said, which way is it? Answers the Gemara. Uh, this is the um, scriptural source for the Tanakama's opinion. If you definitely touched the Sheretz, Vadai Mega'o, if you definitely touched it, you would be Tame even if it was floating on the water. Kama. Suffolk Maga'o, if you're not sure, well, maybe it, we touched it, maybe the cleat touched it, maybe I touched it, or maybe not, and it's on the water, it would be Tahor. Okay, and that would be a case of 
the Tanakama, saying that if it's floating wherever it is, on the water, not on land, but on water, um, in a kli is the water, in the ground is the water, it's always Tahor. Kama, the Reb Shimon, I know Reb Shimon's name. My Taima, question mark, what's his reasoning? Well, Amar Ula Ula explains that Reb Shimon has um, another thing that he wants to focus on, the Vayikra uh, Yodalef, this is the Pasuk uh, Lamed Vav. Ksiv, it says, Ach Ma'ayan, which is the Pasuk of Ach Ma'ayan, Ubor, Umikfemayim. That's one uh, Pasuk when talking about uh, Sheretz, uh, and it says Yetahor, so the assumption would be Tahor. Uksiv, on the other hand, there's another Pasuk uh, that says, quote, one word, Yitzma. Now, which one is it? Because Yitzma indicates it would be Tuma, Ach, Ma'ayan, Uboru, Mikfamayim indicates it would be Tahor, Ha, Ketzad. Well, um, again, if it was a Suffolk case of whether there was contact with the Sheretz, where was the Sheretz? Suffolk Bekalim, it was floating in a water that was in a kli, even though it was in water, it would be tummy. Whereas if it was in water that was in the karka, like water in the ground, a body of water, it would be tahor. And those would be the um, psukim, the scriptural sources for the Tanakam and Rib Shimon. Tanarabonon. The Gemara brings a brysa now that goes for four lines. Um, still dealing with, uh, at least the beginning of the brysa, this... Uh, uh, Sheretz and uh, the Suffolk uh, Maga uh, to the Sheretz. So, Kol Hanitolin Vahanigrarin. Anything that can be like uh, held and walked around with or dragged. Um, and we got like this uh, body of water going on here. Um, and then let's say, you know, one guy is uh, lowering down the dead Sheretz in. To the water, and the other person isn't sure whether he touched it or not. Sveikan, Tame, since they're like connected to a person, person's holding on to it or dragging it or you know dangling it by a string or something, um, a suffix contact of that would kind of be like a suffix contact with a sheretz on the land. Because it's like they're kind of like at rest because there's a, a human sort of uh, holding on or controlling them. Whereas, Vahanizrakin, Sveikan, Tahor. Um, if it's uh, thrown, uh, like through the air, and we're not sure whether it uh, touched something or not, that would be uh, Tahor, we'll assume not. Chutz, there's three exceptions, though, where it will be Tame. Uh, if this thing is Chutz, min number one, Kezayis Ameis, number two, Vamalhel Paneatuma, and number three, those three would be the exceptions. So except for Kazayas bin Amesa would be of a, uh, like a human, dead human, a Kazayas of that, that went uh, flying through the air uh, over something. If it was directly over something, then its uh, tuma would uh, transfer to that thing. Possibly, we don't know, because it's a suffix. Vehamahil al tuma. Let's say it was tuma somewhere, and then uh, something else was uh, 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 thrown over it, like a Kazais bin a mason, and there was something else thrown over it. And the third case is the Choldover 
and and anything, and we're going to give sort of like a description of what this is referring to. Shemetame milemala kilemata, that it'll make things that are on top. Let's say I don't know ten mattresses would make the thing on top just as tame as the bottom one. That's the end of the Tanaic source connector. What's this third case coming to include? Lasuye zavizava those tumas. Of a zav, a zav, where we know um, where metame, if there's like 10 mattresses and the zav uh, hops on top of uh, them, uh, it's metame, the upper one and the lower one, all uh, equally. Okay. Bo'i Rami Barchama. Uh, Rami Barchama asks the following question, and it, uh, I don't know if he asks all of these, but there's going to be till the bottom of the umbud seven questions. And uh, each question, except maybe one of them, uh, is going to build on the previous uh, question. The last we're going to use is im timtsi loimar. So uh, what we'll do is we'll number off each question as we get to it, and then we'll double underline the im timtsi loimars. So here we go. Boy Rami Barchama. We had said that the mace floating on the water is where Mekalon, but the uh, mace, let's say, on the ground were more machmir. So, mace bekli, bekli tzafal pnei hamayim mahu. How do we view this? Let's say you have a, um, a piece of a dead uh, person, and uh, it's in a little kli, a little, uh, I don't know, a bowl. Um, and the kli, that bowl, is floating on the water. How do we look at it? Colon, basar kli azlinan, basar you read in Maya Azlinan. Um, do we say that we follow the Kli? Now, if you look at the um, thing sitting in the Kli, uh, as far as the thing is concerned, it's stationary. Uh, the Kli is the thing that's floating. So, as in stationary, it would be, uh, we would assume Suffolk Maga with it would be Tame or Basar Maya Azlinan, or no, it's in the greater uh, body of water, in which case it would be Tahor. Now, Im Tim Silaimar, I double underline the Im Tim Silaimar. If you want to say, Basar Kliaslinan, that we follow the Kli, and therefore you look at the Kazayas, let's say, Minamase, or that is in the Kli, as though it's stationary, and therefore the suffix would be Tame. Well, how about this? This is the second question now of uh, seven, number two. Mace Algabe Sheretz Mahu. Not that mace is in a kli, in some sort of like the kli itself is uh, is is not a source of tuma, um, but let's say the mace or kazayas being a mace is on a a big dead sheretz that is floating in the water. How do we look at that then? Colon kavan de high tumas erev high tumas shiva since the mace is a seven day tuma, the sheretz is a one day tuma. Well, it's basically as though the tuma is in a kli, because it's a, that which it's in is a totally different uh, level of how tummy it is. Or maybe, O Dilma, tuma smichtahi. No, it's all kind of like one big pile of tuma, the mace on the sherets, and therefore it's like the whole thing is floating on the water, and we would bore, be more mekel. Question mark. And if you want to take the side and say, No, it's like the Tuma is in a Kli, in which case it's stationary, in which case, then question number three. How about if it's a Sheretz that is Algabe Nevela? So you have a dead Sheretz on top of a dead, uh, some sort of dead animal. Um, where, by the way, those are both one-day tumas, and then the uh, dead animal is floating. Uh, what do we say there? Colon. Kevan de travayo tumas erev, since both of them are sort of one-day 
tumas, therefore they're considered like one unit, tumas smichta here, and we would view even the sheretz on top as always floating on the water, and therefore suffolk maga would be tahor, odilma, or maybe high kezayis v'hai kadasha. True, they're both one-day tumas, but the amount that will transfer tuma is different. When it comes to a nevela, it's a zayis, an olive's worth, but not less. Whereas when it comes to high, a sheretz is kadasha. It's a much smaller amount. It's even like the size of a barley that will transfer tuma. Question number four. I think this is the only one that uh, the question is not proceeded with an imtim silaymer. How about if it's a sheretz, Algabe sheretz mahu. Okay, a dead frog on top of, or that's, I don't want to say frog, whatever one of the shmane shwatsim, that it, its carcass, when it's dead, it, it, it transfers a tumor. So one of those shwatsim, algabe, another sheretz mahu. What do we say then, colon? Hani vadai chad shiuraninhu. Well, both of those shwatsim have one day tumor, and they both have uh, the shear of a uh, adasha. Or maybe Odilma Kavan de Mifsiki Mahadati, the top sherets, if that's the one that we're not sure whether there was contact with it, it's separate than the bottom sherets, and therefore, lo, it wouldn't be the case. Ve'im Tim Silaimar, I double underline this Ve'im Tim Silaimar, and if you want to say that the previous question of Sheretz Agabe Sheretz, Kavan de Mifsiki Mahadati, since they are two different things, Keman de Mancha Bekhidam, it's as though it's sitting in a Kli, and therefore we would be more Machmer and assume. Tame, then how about this? Uh, question number five. Sheretz, on top of what? Algabe nevela shenimucha. Algabe nevela connector shenimucha mahu. So nevela is a, let's say, I don't know, dead cow. But you could take the dead cow, like the, you know, the intestines of the dead cow that are kind of like, uh, decomposed and turned into sort of like this mushy, gooky stuff. Uh, you have a sheretz on that, and that is in the water mahu. What do we say there, colon? Kevan dinimucha havile mashka. Well, since the innards of the cow in this example uh, kind of like decompose, it's sort of like a liquid, like you could sort of pour it out, and therefore it's like the shares is in the liquid, and we would be makel and say tahor oidilma hayochluh. At the end of the day, it's basically now, I don't know, ochel, but it's not water. It's uchla, meaning like something that's opposed to water. It's this very thick sort of like uh, uh, mashed potato type of uh, consistency stuff. Vein team siloimer, I double underline this, vein team siloimer. And if you want to say, that is what is considered, well then, how about this? Um, uh, number six, sheretz agabe shechazera. Let's say you have a uh, dead sheretz, which is uh, floating on top of this big, uh, I don't know, puddle, a pile of shikva zera, which is in the water. Then what do we say? Is the shikva zera that's uh, actually it 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 came from the uh, body? Uh, so do we say that the sheretz is as though it's on something, or as though it's like in a greater liquid? The imtim silaimer, and I double underline this is the last imtim silaimer. Kavan de misakra have keuchla that that since it's separated uh, from the body that it came from, it's like ochel. Now. What it means like ochel shechazera? Basically, it's not water. Then how about this? How about sheretz? This is our seventh question, number seven. Sheretz al gabi mechatas umechatas safin al gabi amayim mahu. I always thought mechatas was very liquidy. Maybe sometimes it is, but it seems like this mechatas is more uh, thick in its consistency. Maybe there's a lot of uh, paraduma ashes in it, 
or not so much water. Either way, you have a, sh- a dead sheretz on top of mechatas, and the mechatas has its own sort of like thick consistency, like a, maybe a, like a jelly type consistency, and it's floating on the water. What do we say there? How do we view a suffolk maga with that sheretz? Lo yadinan, we don't know. And therefore we end with a teiku. Amud Beis, Amr Rav Hamnuna, I circled Rav Hamnuna, and on the fourth line, first word is Rav, I circled Rav, we'll have a little uh, back and forth here. Says Rav Hamnuna, a Nazir or an Isa Pesach. Let's say you have a guy who's a Nazir and he became Tameh Tumas Beis, and he has to go through a seven-day process, and he got spritzed with Paraduma water on day three, and on day seven, he's on day seven now, or the Isa Pesach, the guy who's going to do his carbon Pesach, um, it's the 14th of uh, Nisan. He also, he's been uh, spritzed on uh, day three and, and day seven. And then as they're walking to Shalayim, they, they get informed that the place that they walked over was a Kever HaTahoyim. Shahalchu be Kever HaTahoyim on something that is a Shvi Shalohen on their seventh day. Now, it wouldn't be a problem to eat the Korban Pesach because the Korban Pesach already would be after nightfall that they eat it and they already would have had everything they need to do to be totally Tahor. But they find out this... Uh, what are they? They have a problem or not? Well, says Rav Hamnuna, Tahirim. They would be Tahor, meaning uh, totally fine to uh, do things that only a Tahor person can do, and they can partake of the Korban Pesach that night. My Taima, what's the reason? Question mark. Well, Delo Alima Tumas HaTahayim limits are because this Tumas HaTahayim incident, which they had experienced, isn't strong enough to be Saiser the seven days that they counted and the Schwitzing of the Paraduma water on day. Three and seven. Masiv Rava. Rava brings the following. It's actually our Mishnah that we had uh, uh, earlier, and it goes for about a line and a half, the quote, and it seems to indicate otherwise. What did our Mishnah say? You had a, a fellow who uh, was a Nazir, and he became Tami, and Yared li Tahir mi Tumas HaMais, so he went to go uh, be Mitar himself, because he became Tami Mais. Um, Tame. The assumption is that he is still Tameh, even though he dunked himself in the water. Why? Sheches Tameh Tameh, and Cheskas Tor is Tor. I squiggle underlined the first three words, Cheskas Tameh is Tameh, because since the person, the last known uh, definite status was being Tameh, um, we'll assume he's still Tameh, and Cheskas uh, Tor is Tor, but this fellow went down to go to uh, use this water as a mikvah, and because he was Tameh Mace, and even though it was day seven, but he was still Tameh, so we'll assume he's still Tameh. So now, how could that be? Uh, Rav Hamnuna had said that these people, now they're on their seventh day, they're still Tameh, uh, yet Rav Hamnuna and Paskin that they were Tahor. Amarle, so says back Rav Hamnuna to Rava, he says, well, actually, um, I would agree with you when it came to the Nazir. Modinalach, I'll agree with you that there'll be a problem with, uh, that he'll be tame and he'll have to count his days all over again. When it comes to the Nazir, why? Because even though the Nazir has, it's on his day seven, he's been spritzed apart to water on day three and day seven, well, there's other things that he still has to do that he hasn't, namely, he's lacking, he hasn't had yet his haircut, so he's officially not out of the woods just yet. Kama. Amarle Rava, so uh, Rava, who I underline, says back to uh, Rav Hamnuna, <coughs> I'll also admit something to you that I would agree in your case, Af Anna, I also, Modina Lach, will agree in your case, um, that in the case of the guy who's going to do his Korban Pesach, and he's Tameh, and he was spritzed on day three, 
and day seven, and it's now day seven, he's already been spritzed with paraduma water, that since he's not lacking anything, there's no korbanas he has to bring or anything, that he would be uh, considered tahor. Now Abaye uh, pipes up and gets into the discussion a little bit. Amaleya Abaye. I know Abaye. Abaye says to Rava, but one second, even the guy who's an Oisa Pesach, true, he had Paradum water spritz on him on day three. And now it's day seven and he had Paradum water spritz on him again on day seven. But the sun hasn't set yet. It's still the day of day seven when he finds out about this. And therefore, isn't he still missing that important step known as hair of Shemesh, ascending the sun? He's still lacking hair of Shemesh. Amarlay, so says back Rava to Abaye, that's true that the clock hasn't reached the time yet when the sun sets, but sunset is not something that he has to do or take care of. It's not like a, a carbon that he has to bring or a, a mikvah that he has to dunk himself in. The sun has to set, but the sun sets on his own. Amarlay Shimsha Memelarva. That's not a problem because the sun sets automatically. In other words, there's nothing that that person does. It might be required for him to have the sun set to be totally tohor, but it's not something he does. Now, that which Rava said that to Abaye, the Gemara points out that Afabaye Haderbe. Abaye also backed off his original opinion and agreed with Rava that the setting of the sun is not something that would hold back the uh, Tahara from taking hold. Disanya. Like we see in the following Brisa, the Brisa goes for. Uh, about four and a half lines, starts here, goes down till uh, right before the Amarav Kahana, that's where the price ends. So this price is going to be talking about a woman who gives birth, a woman who gives birth, let's say, to a girl, so uh, she has to count 14 days where she is to Maya, can't be with her husband, and then um, she goes to Mikvah, and um, she can now, uh, on a Torah level, um, have relations with her husband again, but there's still some carbonas that she has to bring to make her totally like able to eat kajim again. Those carbonas are only 66 days after that. So there's 14 days uh, she has the baby, then 14 days later she can go to mikvah, and then she's considered like a tevilas. Usually a, a tevilas is they went to the mikvah and they're just waiting for the sun to set. Well, yeah, this lady went to the mikvah, but now she's waiting for another 66 days. Let's say, <coughs> and this is, I guess, theoretically possible, and she had a healthy baby girl, and she counted her 14 days, and now she's within her 66 days. And right at the end of the 66 days, let's say on day uh, 63 or 64, 65, she has a miscarriage. And the miscarriage that she has is of a, what would be considered a halachically significant uh, thing, because it had already formed, let's say, for 40 days in her womb. So uh, let's say she became pregnant a few days after she went to mikvah, and, and then she uh, miscarries this. But it's within the melois. Uh, it's within the, 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 the days that um, she has to count. So that has one din of how many sets of korbanah she has to bring afterwards, as opposed to if this happens uh after she's counted her days. So, if on the day that she's finished, so she has to count it, let's say on day 81, she has this um, um, miscarriage of a fetus that's uh, older than 40 days since it had been conceived, she has to bring a second set of korbanos uh, because this is considered a, a second um, birth, so to speak. Whereas let's say she had to wait a total of 80 days from the first birth, let's say on like day 78 or 79, 
she has a miscarriage, low tavi, she doesn't have to bring a separate set of korbanas at the end. Uh, she can bring once and it can count uh, for both the viable birth that she had and then this uh, other sort of miscarriage uh, that took place at the end, but still within the uh, 80 days that she was counting from the first birth. Fine. So I might think to say that she doesn't have to bring a separate carbon if it's a leda that took place before the malais. So let's say she had a healthy baby and then she has to wait like 80 days because it's a girl until she brings the carbonos and then has a, a second, uh, call it a second leda, but it's really a miscarriage uh, about, let's say, 78 days later. Okay, let's say she then, since it was a second miscarriage, she's going to have to count another 80 days, the suffix of the voice of a girl, so she has to count 14 plus uh, 66, then she gets to the end of that period, and like again on day 78 or 79, she has another miscarriage, like a third um, I- I- experience of something coming out. Avaltavi, maybe Aleida Shalachar Malais, a separate set of Korbanois, the next two words are taken out of most Girsas, Tamulaymar, uh, to that the Brysa says, nope, the Pasuk says, Ubimlois. Yemei Tahara. It's only upon the completion of the Tahara days, which we understand to mean, tavi. If it's on the day of completion, meaning like day 81, then she'd have to bring a separate set of korbanos. But toich malais, as long as, even if it's a, like a third um, birth experience type of thing, well, it's like the second miscarriage. She had one birth and then a miscarriage and another miscarriage. Uh, lo tavi. She does not bring. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Connector or comma connector, Amarav Kahana, shiny hacha de mechasra korban. Well, it's a different over here. She's still considered like it inside of it or as part of it because she also has to bring her korbanos, which she hasn't done. In other words, to get herself totally uh, tahira, she'd have to bring and process korbanos on day 81. Asks the Gemara, well, then one second, Hasam Nami, Mechasra Herav Shemesh, even there. So let's say she has brought her Korbanis, but she still has to wait for the sun to set, right? Amarle Abaye. And here's where we see that Abaye was moded to Rav on this principle that when it comes to something that has to be done, like a bringing of a Korban going to Mikvah, that is an issue. But when it comes to that the sun has to set, since that's not something she has a control over, Shimsha, Mimela Arva. The sun will set on its own. In other words, it's not considered something that was left for her to do. Odd con.